0: The Washington Mystics are at a crossroads. We heard from both Eric Tebow and Mike Tebow all about it, and the great Jen Hatfield, who covers the Mystics, is here to help us sort it out. Locked on Women's Basketball starts
1: now. Welcome to for the win. You are locked on Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, and I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Just incredible how you guys keep showing up for us. Over 100,000 listeners in August, on track to beat that in September. I should probably check the numbers. We probably have already beaten that in September. And so wonderful that you guys are here with us six days a week, the way we show up for you. Make sure you subscribe, whether it's Locked on Women's Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at TheNextHoops.com. At The Next, we have over 100 reported pieces every month. We have reporters covering all 12 WNBA teams. We are getting you ready for the college season, even as we speak. Go and subscribe. $9 a month, $72 a year. Support the work that is being done Especially because I, I don't know that anybody does more work than Jen Hatfield, who uh, again is here now. Technically, she's not wearing a hat at all, but she wears many hats. Uh, the Washington Mystics beat reporter, managing editor at the Next, Ivy League beat reporter. Uh, she covers siblings for us as well. Uh, I'm, I, I'm I'm missing something, right? What am I? There's always always more, right? What am I missing?
1: There's there's always something uh, random that pops up. I did crime for a bit back in the day. Thankfully, haven't had that for a bit. But you know, you never know. You never know what it's going to be. But Howard, I'm pretty sure you you do about 12 times more. So thank wow. you for all you do.
0: I I am delighted to be chatting Washington Mystics with you because we just spent a lot of time with the Tebow's and 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 huge credit to Eric and to my taking. Unlimited questions from everyone assembled talking about the future of the Washington Mystics. The Mystics, of course, for those of you at home, uh, I, I can't imagine you're here but don't know this, but Tuesday night lost a heartbreaker in overtime to the New York Liberty. Of course, we got into what that's meant for the Liberty yesterday with the great Jackie Powell. Today, we're going to talk about the Mystics getting ready for tomorrow with a WNBA semifinals preview. Natalie Heverin and M Adler will have you covered for that, but the mystics are not moving on. And so for me, what's most interesting about this Mystics scene, we're going to talk about it in the first segment, segment two, and get a little more into how they address the questions raised, right? As we head into this off season. Elena Deladon, the signature star of the Washington mystics, for well before the pandemic, since 2017. Elena Deladon is a free agent. Natasha Cloud, who is the reason that the Mystics were not blown out on Tuesday night. 33 points, nine assists, just two turnovers, an incredible performance for the ages. And of course, you go to the thenetstoupes.com, you will see Jen's incredible piece about Natasha Cloud this afternoon. But Natasha Cloud, also a free agent. During the time, by the way, that there are not a lot of top shelf free agents left. A whole bunch of players that we thought might be hitting the market signed extensions during the final weekend of the regular season. And so there's two parts to it, Jen. And we talked a little bit about this off the air. There's what does Elena Deladon want moving forward? And what do the Mystics think they can do to build with Elena going forward? And so the first part is Elena Deladon turned 34 years old earlier this month. Where do you think Elena's capabilities are as a star in this league? Is she a one among many? Is she a one of one the way she has been for this period of time? How can you build around Elena Deladon best in your view? Before we get into the Mystics field?
1: Yeah, when when Elena's healthy, she is as good as she's ever been. I've quantified this over the past two seasons. Um, she is still elite in every way. Um, in Game Two, she was she was hampered. She had some back stiffness, needed some stretching, and and still was able to you know do a lot. She didn't score a ton, but she she defended Brianna Stewart very well. She um, is perhaps the world's best decoy uh, when she's when she's not shooting well. I mean, even look at that regular season finale against New York. The the final play that led to a buzzer beater for Brittany Sykes, Elena Deladon was was the screener and the other option. So. Um, she still uniquely commands attention and respect and can produce at an MVP level when she's healthy. But when she's healthy, is doing a lot of lifting here. And, you know, the Tubos made sure to point out that, look, you know, anyone can sprain their ankle by stepping on someone's foot wrong. Like, and anyone can come back and then do it again. Like, that's just really bad luck that doesn't have anything to do with her back. Um, you know, the back stiffness in game two concerns me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's it's just a philosophical question. Do you want to bet on the upside of Elena Donne as your centerpiece, knowing that she still is capable of doing that and still thinks she has several seasons of elite basketball left in her? Hmm. Or do you want to say, look, we we haven't gotten, you know, enough of, of that since we signed her to a four-year maximum contract extension in 2020? So I, I think it's just... Honestly, it's a, it's a matter of risk aversion and it's, and it's a matter of how much it costs you to extend her and what you can put around her. Um, I think that there are defensible arguments on both sides.
0: When you think about the decision tree that Mike Thibault has had over these past few years, to me, it's, it's what you said, but there's even more to it. It's all right. If not Elena, then who, then how are you building? And the concept that there's something with a higher ceiling than prime level Elena Deladon and company. When you get to the playoffs, isn't something that was obvious to me, uh, even building through the last couple of drafts, because the last couple of drafts and Mike Thiebaud pointed this out, have not been as strong as some of the drafts prior to it, or the drafts that we're expecting to see in 2024 and 2025. And so the calculus Changes in that way. There's also two parts to it, which is to say there is the calculus through 2025, through the end of the current TV deal, through uh, and ahead of a potential renegotiation of the CBA if the players opt out. And I will be shocked if the players do not opt out of the agreement that runs as of now through 2027. And you put all of those things together in the way, uh, you know, essentially the pieces are being thrown up in the air uh, come 2025, expansion coming as well, the draft classes we're talking about and a whole host of free agents who are signed, even the extensions through 2025, but not beyond. right? Tibo talked about this today, that agents aren't even talking about beyond 2025. And you just sit there and think, all right. She's 34. She just had a year on par with the performances she's had in the past. Something like a two year window with Elena seems to make a lot of sense. It gets back to that question. And that was the great unanswered. And Mike Tebow talked about this, that it is so much up to Elena Deladon. Is that what she wants or is she going to only expect a longer-term deal? Or is she somebody who wants to play year to year? And then it becomes more difficult for the Mystics to plan. But what we didn't hear from Mike Thibault, and this to me was a big thing, was we didn't hear Elena is our centerpiece. We are building around Elena, if at all possible. And I say that for two reasons. One, because if you don't say that publicly, Elena Deladon hears that. And you are also saying to your fans this might look different next year.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that there was some, you know, uh, yeah, like some signaling is probably too strong of a word, but some implication that uh, run it back, which has kind of been the the unofficial motto for several years, it may right. not be quite so running it back this time around. And part of that's because both Elena and Natasha, um, you know, have the right to go wherever they want and choose what they want. Um, but you know, with, with two, two starters and, um, you know, elite players in this league, um, and really the faces of your franchise over the past several years, um, giant question marks. It's, it's a huge pivot point for your organization. And if you bring them back, you know, maybe it, it does kind of look like run it back. Yeah. If you only bring one of them back it, maybe it starts to become, you know, a, a fuller pivot because, you know, if Natasha doesn't come back, you need a new a new point guard to pair with Brittany Sykes. Um, and, and that's going to change kind of the, you know, Tasha's kind of the heartbeat of that team. So okay. so that comes out. And then if, if Elena doesn't come back, then um, you know, you're you're changing the the fulcrum of your team in terms of the offense. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of pivot points and I think I think run it back is a little bit on ice until the players decide whether they want to run it back.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great point. So we're going to get more into Natasha Cloud's free agency, which I think is extremely intriguing in segment two. Uh, But first, here to talk to you guys about Jace Medical and specifically the Jace case, you know, it's a fascinating thing. and, And we've all experienced this. Sometimes you need medical attention. It's not so easy to maybe get your GP on the phone. Maybe it's not so easy to get answers from your insurance company. Here's how Jace Medical does it with the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our or one of their board-certified physicians. Again, this is doctor-created, doctor-recommended, right? So you know that this is going to be done safely. You can go and get this right now and save. Normally, you already save $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics, but you can get another $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jasemedical.com. Again, that's j-a-s-e-medical.com, code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So as we turn from Elena Deladon alone to... Natasha Cloud as well. I just want to bring up the way she talked in the post game after game two. And she's always real. She was very much herself. But she talked about her value. She talked about what she brings to a team. And I wrote about this over at the Nine newsletter that it kind of boggles my mind that there's anyone who's – late to the Natasha Cloud train at this point when you see what she's done and see what she's done in big games. But again, and this is where I always think about it late. Who's your audience? Who are you talking to in that moment? And I couldn't help but note that Natasha Cloud was more vocal about this value in this moment, as she is about to become a free agent. And she certainly had the best possible final summation of her argument prior to hitting, free agency. The fact was she was not signed to an extension over the final weekend of the season, which indicates either a lack of conversation or a lack of meeting of the minds in terms of what her value would be going forward to the Washington Mystics. She was also greatly aided by the fact that a number of other perimeter players have signed extensions. You go to this offseason, finding a better option as a guard in the free agent market in the natasha cloud is going to be very difficult if not impossible so i say all that by way of returning us to elena elena saying and mike saying that just building with elena alone can't get it done and he pointed out that new york is not built around brianna stewart alone that Las Vegas is not built around asia wilson alone that there are multiple stars My question for you is, can you build a championship team with Elena and Natasha as your one-two? Is that a pathway forward, do you think, for the Mystics? Or do you think part of why we're getting this sort of reconsideration is because that's not necessarily a 1A and a 1B for a team that is ready to challenge the Liberty and the Aces when healthy?
1: I'm going to phrase this carefully because I don't want Natasha cloud to be mad at me because I respect her greatly. Um, and I think she's a phenomenal player and I think everything she said about her worth is right, but I'm not sure she wants to be the second option on a championship team. You know, she, she always talks about how much she, she loves assisting more than more than scoring as we saw when she set the single game assist record. Um, and so could you, could you build a title team with, Elena and Tasha's your 1A and 1B or 1 and 2? Maybe. Um, but I'm not sure it would be optimal for all involved. I think Natasha would rather be a 3 or a 4. Um, you know, she proved that she and Brittany Seiss could could be a really formidable 1-2 uh, when, when the Mystics had all their injuries this season. Um, but that was also extremely draining for her and extremely taxing, and she's talked about this. Um, and so... You know, I don't think I'd, I'd recommend uh, slotting Natasha in as the number two option. And I would, you know, they have Ariel Atkins for two more years. Like, like I would slide her in there. Brittany Sykes, two more years. I would slide her in there. So um, you possibly could, but I'm not sure it would be optimal for anyone involved.
0: But so that's the next question, right? And you can just kind of play this out and you say, all right, Ariel Atkins, as a higher volume shooter, as efficient as she has been throughout her career makes a lot of sense. Brittany Sites did things this year. She has never done before. Mike Tebow talked about exceeding expectations after that contract was signed. I remember talking to you at the time it happened. I thought it was a very good deal for Washington from a value perspective, but that was based on sites as she was coming into 2023. I think now it is exponentially more valuable. The question you have is, all right, Let's just play it out. The the goal is the championship, right? You've got four players on New York in UNESCO, Vandersloot, John Paul Jones, Brianna Stewart, that teams are going to have to figure out how to match up with, assuming New York keeps it all together. And all the early indications are that they're able to do that. The Las Vegas Aces have signed for a good deal into the future. Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum. Can a foursome of those four that we just talked about in D.C., everyone's healthy. Do they measure up to those two other foursomes in a playoff series? Or are we looking at a Mystics team that needs another big 1A, 1B type player? Because the follow-up question to that is, how do you get it? And how do you get it if you're paying max salaries to Elena and Tosh,
1: i think you get it with shakira austin i think a healthy shakira austin um and you know a healthy team that has continuity all season you know i think if the mystics didn't have their injuries had shakira austin in in games one and two i think this could have gone really differently but they needed you know they needed that whole season to gel right they they beat new york in the season opener when new york was just kind of starting to put all their puzzle pieces together and the mystics had a little bit of a head start and then you know, the injury dominoes started to fall for Washington and they were kind of the ones at the end of the season trying to catch up to what everybody had already did. And that's not really um, a great recipe for for playoff success is trying to find your rhythm as you go into it. Um, you know, you kind of are who you are at the end of the season for the most part. Um, but yeah, you know, if they if they run back that starting five and Elena is healthy, big caveat. And Shakira Austin is good as new from the hip troubles that have plagued her. Um yeah, I think that's a great starting five, and then it's a it's a matter of how much money do you have left to shore up the bench and make sure that that they give you the depth that you need. I think that's where it gets tricky if you if you spend too much on your starters.
0: You can make an argument that New York is playing as well as any team in this league right now, and simply having Shakira Austin for the matchup with John Paul Jones, instead of a healthy and uh, again, a gamer in Myesha Hines Allen, but somebody who the one thing Myesha Heinz Hines Allen can't control is how tall she is. And when you are going up against JJ who has four or five inches on her, it's a very, very difficult thing to do as we saw at that critical play at the end of game two, that offensive rebound by John Paul Jones with I think 12.8 seconds left that is arguably the reason why I'm not on my way down to Washington, D.C. right now for team three. So I, I think there's an argument, right, to be made for that. And a healthy Shakira coming back. Shakira Austin has exceeded all reasonable expectations and, again, reiterates Mike Thibault knows what he's doing. You know, exhibit times a million, uh, especially in the draft. So very significant that she is there. I yeah, guess I'll, i mean, I'll I'll the,
1: like The biggest.
0: Yeah, no, the, like,
1: quick, the quick anecdote that sums up how important Shakira Austin is to that team defensively mm-hmm. and how she kind of makes everything work is when she came back after missing a bunch of games, came back briefly in August before getting injured again. Um, she had a uh, couple moments with Britney Sykes in her first game back where they were just talking after the whistle, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked uh, Slim post game, I said, what were you guys talking about? and slim kind of like sighs and, and looks at me and goes to be honest like I, I I was messing up because with Shakira on the floor the Mystics play totally differently defensively um and it allows the guards to be more aggressive and uh, with Shakira back you know she wanted she wanted to go back to like her style of defense but Brittany Sex didn't trust that because she wasn't used to having Shakira behind her and basically like brushed off Shakira and was like I'm not doing that And so Shakira is like, Slim, you got to listen to me. Um, You got to listen to me when I call it. And so just having her there shifts everything that the Mystics want to do and makes everyone more effective, uh, you know, one through four around her. So, um, you know, she's she's huge for them to get back.
0: I don't remember a more valuable defensive player this young. It's really impressive. But I want to finish up on a little more with Shakira and a little bit more about the Mystics and where they go from here. But first... Excited to talk to you guys about bird dogs and bird dogs. You know, it's interesting. They have these stretch khaki shorts, right? They're designed to fit slimmer, they give you a sculpted look, but they don't make you feel like you're wearing a sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts, which are often made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs went and they fixed this issue. They invented cloud knit fabric it looks just like tacky but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs are functional for any occasion i can wear them if i'm going golfing with my wife i can wear them if i'm going evening out i can wear them by the pool i can wear them for work so go to birddogs.com locked on nba or enter promo code locked on nba at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order Again, that's birddogs.com slash nba for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. And so as we kind of bring it full circle, thinking about this team, I mentioned and I talked to Eric Thiebaud a little bit about Shatori walker Timbro. And it seems to me that as you kind of do the math, on how the mystics bridge the gap from where they are to where they want to be. It's hard not to include Satori Walker Kimbrough. Now her deal for 2024 is unprotected, but she's already signed it. You've got her for five figures. You've got somebody who shot 39% from three this year. Again, I keep going back to 2019 and we're, you know, we're going to finish up with answering that question is 2019 possible again, but we know 2019 involved Christy Tolliver. It's not going to involve Christy Tolliver in 2024, barring a miraculous, speedy recovery, for at least most of 2024. Does Shatori Walker-Timbrell have to be the Christy Tolliver of the 2024 Mystics?
1: That's a great question. Um, I, th- I think it would it would definitely help if she you know upped her volume uh, to, to those kind of levels. Um, you know, her teammates, her teammates talk all the time, you know, if, if Shitori has a, has a great game, you know, I think she shot seven for seven one game earlier this year. And anytime you ask her teammates like Tosh or Slim or, or any of them um, about Shitori, they're like, yeah, that's Shitori. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, uh, this is what she does and this is what she needs to keep doing. So there's definitely a belief around the Mystics organization that she hasn't peaked yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she got a lot of valuable experience uh, getting starts at times this season with all the injuries. She, she got to play a lot more. She got to, uh, you know, be there all the time in crunch time. She got to, you know, the Christy Tolliver comparison is a little bit funky on the defensive end because she, Tori yeah. Walker Kimbr- Kimbrough is a great defender. You know, people talk about uh, Brittany Sykes, Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins as this three-headed monster on the perimeter, which they absolutely are. But, Shatori uh, Walker Kimbrough learned defense from Alicia Clark, mm-hmm. you know, last year. So she 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 said, Alicia Clark, I need help. Uh, other teams are going to pick on me. Can you help me on on the defensive end? And and she made herself, you know, a, a crucial a crucial piece of that defense. So you know, I th- I think she can contribute across the board for them. I think she's important for them. I th- I think it's it's great that they have her locked up on a on a relatively uh, team friendly deal. And and we'll just see if if she you know steps up those those you know seven, eight, nine shot attempts a game on, on a regular basis. You know, Eric Tebow is is most upset with her when she shoots one for three from the field in a game.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's so true. And, you know, again, for all the conversation about roster spots, right? Having expansion teams, it also means that there are more rotations for people to play critical roles in. I believe that in a better-sized league. Is that a, that's a kind way of me to put it, in a league that more accurately reflects the sheer amount of talent in the women's game today that Tori Walker-Kimbrough would have an exponentially larger role already, but I think she needs to for the 2024 message for precisely the reasons that you outlined there. So I, I can't wait to see it. And of course, uh, we will be covering every bit of it. Jen Hatfield does an incredible job on all the details. I Just the last thing I want to shout out Uh, Jen you did a great story on Ariel Atkins not just the fact that she was wearing a mask but where the mask came from how it went came about it just gives you a granular detail into the lead and into the team in a way that I think really matters it's called the many faces of Ariel Atkins it's over at the right now make sure you check it out along with Jen's excellent Natasha Cloud story so until next time and until tomorrow I am Howard Meddahl, thanking all of you for making us your first listen every single day. Enjoy the playoffs this weekend. Much more to come from us in addition to our shows. We will have people live at the arenas giving you instant updates if you subscribe on YouTube. So subscribe on YouTube to Locked on Women's Basketball today. Until then, I'm Howard Meddahl, wishing all of you a wonderful Thursday.
1: Ogumbo Wallet for the win.